Welcome, guys, to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 120 here with Altai. I'm joined this week by... Omer. There it is. And let's... There it is. Let's start the old-fashioned way. We're going to recap last week's weekly raid real quick, and then move on to this week's. Um, so we had a pretty contentious weekly raid last week. Uh, MMOs in 2017. No country for toxic men. Basically about the changing nature of what is acceptable and not acceptable in online culture, specifically gaming culture. And, you know, Omar and I took opposing views here. And I just want to defend myself for a moment. I know we got heated. We got sidetracked as, as per the usual. And I think a lot of people uh, in the comments on YouTube and perhaps here on Twitch missed my main point of my defense. I was not defending or promoting the toxicity, racism, or leaving games. I was only trying to say that these things should be, these these negative uh, aspects should be hel- you know handled in game. So the punishments punishments should be in game, uh, rather than a ban, which is like meta game, which is outside the game, right? So that was my point. Uh, there there are ways you can control these things. I think uh, within the game, an example I give is in MMORPGs. If you're a PK, if you kill players, you turn red and you can't enter town. And in some games, if you're red and you die, you drop your items, whereas other players don't. I know that specifically MMORPGs, it doesn't translate to League. But things like that, things that, that punish players for bad behavior within the game environment, rather than just banning them. So that was my point. Some people missed that. I know... Your point still sucks. Okay, okay. You don't have to agree with my point, but that was All my right. point. My point wasn't... Right, fair. My point wasn't, you know, we just give medals to leavers, okay? That wasn't my point. And I, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any 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 further thoughts on that, or can we move on? I think we can move on. Okay. All right. Though, before we get to our fun weekly raid, I should open it with something slightly relevant. Uh, anyone keeping track of the MMOs.com retirement fund should be pleased to know that player unknown trench coats prices have been skyrocketing over the last few weeks, and I am a happy camper. Just take a look at that. All right. Let's see here. Uh, 600 and 600 bucks. Wow. What did you buy these for again as, a, as an update? I, I bought a, again, I started buying them at around $50 and I bought my most recent one from Shirelia for about $300 flat or 275 Wow. So you, even your latest one, you doubled your money. Yes. I have six trench coats and one bandana. The price of these bad boys, I think last time we brought up on the Mos.com podcast was about $305 or so. And the price has since about doubled. So the MMOs.com retirement fund is doing quite well with six trench coats and a bandana. And of course, I bring this up because we're talking a little bit of PUBG this week for the weekly raid, as well as a little bit of Fortnite, a bit of drama. I'll let you take that away with the weekly raid. Sure. So this week's weekly raid is, is Fortnite guilty of plagiarizing PUBG? Uh, quick rundown, guys. PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds came out earlier this year, and it took basically the PC gaming market by storm. This game, I think, exceeded everyone's expectations, including Blue Holes itself. It is now the number one game on Steam uh, consistently. Uh, it beat Dota 2's peak. It, uh, PUBG is still breaking new peak records like almost every day. It is mm-hmm. over 1.5 million peak concurrent players now. Uh, runaway success. You know, Blue Hole couldn't be happier. They're riding on Cloud9, baby. Um, but then along comes Fortnite. Fortnite is this game that was in development for the past six years. And it finally came out in early access in July. And originally, it was a very interesting concept. It was like a team 
uh, tower defense slash hero defense style game. But then they made a little pivot, a little, little bit of a pivot there. Earlier this month, they released a battle royale mode. Uh, Omar, you played it. Uh, what what is what is uh, what is some of the key uh, points of this battle royale mode? How does it work, Omar? Can you explain how this? If you've ever played PUBG, it works a lot like that, all right? Because, I mean, actually, Brandon, the, the guys at Bluehole were even saying that they're, they're having Battle Royale games well before uh, Fortnite Battle Royale, but they never took issue with those because they were just their own game. Whereas uh, Fortnite Battle Royale, it really, really does feel like they started from scratch by just copying the PUBG, the PUBG experience. So you join a game, you're in a lobby, 100 players join, and then you go into this giant. You go into an airplane, which is actually a giant bus held by like an air by, by by a balloon, and it flies over the island. And then you jump off. And then at a certain point, you can kind of pull your chute, and then you can land where you want to. Scavenge for weapons. A circle will appear, and then if that's even the way the circle appears, and the blue circle that appears outside of it that gets slightly smaller and smaller, feels identical to PUBG. Uh, the experience is very very similar. There's actually only I would say one aspect of Fortnite PUBG that plays a little bit differently. Is the game's crafting mechanics because you can actually um you can actually gather resources by hitting buildings and breaking down buildings so the fact that buildings are destructible and they, by destroying them you get resources you can build stuff it's kind of neat because you can kind of fortify positions you can like build like little pillboxes to defend yourself when that when the circle is really small with your friends and you play with more people so there's some really cool elements you can do with the crafting but it's it's beyond that it is a very very similar like so similar to the mechanics of PUBG. you die very quickly I mean, you even have, you know, it's it's just so, so unbelievably similar. It's very clear to me. I played Fortnite PUBG that they, they took the base game of PUBG and kind of adapted it to, to Fortnite. And it's it's a clone. It's, that's what it is. It's it's, it's a clone. Yeah. And actually, um, the people at Blue Hole have said they welcome competition. You know, they, a few guys in chat are already saying that this is not the first game with this mm -hmm. style. You know, there's plenty of Battle Royale games out there. Admittedly, most are probably made by Mr. Player Unknown himself. Uh, I don't know if everyone here knew, knew this, but Player Unknown made the original Arma 3 mod for Battle Royale, and he also worked with Daybreak Games slash SOE before that to make the H1Z1 King of the Kill mode. So he he's responsible for three of the biggest uh, Battle Royale games slash mods. Uh, and so they, again, they welcome competition, but they took a, a particular uh, slight with this one for a variety of reasons. And the main one, I think, uh, they didn't say this. The, the, the main reason they give is because Fortnite, uh, in their promotional material, specifically cited PUBG. So they say that's the big no-no. But I think that's just for legal purposes. What I think their real contention is, is Fortnite is made by Epic Games. Epic Games are the guys who make the Unreal Engine. Okay? And PUBG runs on the Unreal Engine. And Bluehole and Epic Games have been working together to optimize the game, PUBG, uh, to you know, run better, to work on consoles, so now they feel betrayed. So imagine like you're imagine like you met your car company and you like you get your engines from like this one company, and then and then working together to make engines with them, and like a week later they say they're making their own car, using using the same engine, right? So that's what they feel. I feel like they feel insulted or slighted that their their vendor for their software, right, the Unreal Engine, has turned around and used all the work that they worked on together to basically make their own product. So I think that's where that's where like the real issue is here. That's where it sounds exceptionally scummy because even if they never intended to like copy them out, right? The fact that Epic Games, the guys that make the engine, 
are doing it. It makes it really, yeah. really like iffy. And it feels like it's almost like you you got kind of screwed for using their engine as well. Even if even if you did it, it just feels so dirty. Again, if some other company made this, it's really not that big of a deal. But the fact that the guys that make your engine, the guys that help optimize your game, the guys that you, you're paying royalties to every month to use their engine came out with their own version of your game. And the similarities are so similar. I mean, I can understand the, the Blue Hole's perspective here. And it's it's definitely, look, it's a clone. I'm, I'm saying, look, it's, I say 100% a clone. Again, it's a very smart move. People are saying that it's, it may be good for the genre. It's a very smart move for them. It's going to make a lot of money. A lot of people are going to play this. It's free to play. It's yeah, its that's a big deal. Game. That's a big it's deal, guys. Be a big success. Yeah, yeah. The, I want to I want to mention that again. Uh, Fortnite uh, Battle Royale version is going to be free to play, and uh, since they announced this version as part of Fortnite, it's that they actually decided to spin it off as a as a separate free to play standalone game. So that's like a that's like a double slap on the face, you know, wham wham. Uh, and and here's a here's a triple triple slap coming on. They're gonna they're gonna beat PUBG to console. Because they're unreal, they you know they obviously know the engine better than Bluehole does, right? So they're gonna beat PUBG to Xbox to PlayStation and make it free to play. It's gonna be a huge that that whether or not it's a legal clone or not, that decision alone, I bet cost Bluehole like tens of millions of dollars. Oh yeah. And actually, look at look at the numbers right now. If you look at like look how big. This game is already. If you look at twitch.tv slash directory where they list all the games by most most viewed, League of Legends right now is the most viewed game on Twitch with 88,491. Number two is Player Unknown to 72,000. Number three, good old Fortnite, 64,817. And I bet you all those guys playing Fortnite are not playing the, the, the PvE game mode, which, by the way, is a pretty unique, interesting experience. They're playing the Battle Royale game mode because the game has been out for a, long, for a while already in early access where anyone can play it and stream, but nobody's watching Fortnite. But they're all playing the Battle Royale game mode now because it's going to be... It's, you can play right now a PUBG-like experience entirely for free. If you want to play PUBG, you don't have the game, go play Fortnite Battle Royale. It's free right now. And it's worth trying. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. So it's already a tremendous... It's not like Last Man Standing, the, the, the Sergei Titov version where like only a couple people played it. This has the backing of, a, of this AAA game studio. I mean, Epic Games is huge. They make one of the most you know iconic engines or one of the biggest engines in gaming. So a huge company behind this. I think I think Fortnite Battle Royale is gonna be a big one. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna make a lot of money, millions and millions of dollars. Definitely. And and the point of this weekly raid, guys, is Omar and I want to play the part of uh, the judges, co-judges, and we want to take your views on this. I know a few of you have already been talking in chat. Uh, if you guys don't mind, jump on Discord here, and I want to hear what the jury. You guys are the jury, all right? You will decide uh, whether or not this is a clone, all right? You you guys will have the full legal backing of of MMOs.com. To, to sue uh, or not sue Epic Games here, okay? So, Omar, <laughs> if, you want to, if anyone is ready to be dragged up. I'll drop some links. I do want to say one more thing, too. Like, I, if you guys think it's a clone, I personally think it is. It, it's, look, it's okay to play the game, but you got to call them out for what they are because cloning and copying games has been the thing we've, we've kind of dealt with for a long time. And I think it's, we got to call it out a bit more. There's a lot of WoW clones out there, a lot of, you know, Dota clones, League clones. And it really, you know, we got to give credit to the, to the OG guys, all right? So it's even if you want to keep playing the game and defending the game, it's fine. But I think we got you got to call a clone a clone. You got to call a spade a spade. IMO. Well, look, we're just the judges here, okay? We're the arbiters. We're the judges. We're, the we're judges. gonna leave we it. Got, we, we're gonna leave it to the jury, all right, to decide. All right, let's take let's take uh, Etherville first. He was the first one in there, and here we go. Welcome to the MOS.com podcast, Etherville. What are your thoughts? Is Fortnite Battle Royale a shameless 
shameless clone, or is it a bastion of innovation? You are muted, so be sure to unmute yourself. Uh, on uh, there it is. I was just making sure that the audio was working. Mm -hmm. You're good. Hmm. Let's see. Well, I'm kind of more on the side that it's a clone, but then again, how much of that is a bad thing in the sense? How much of a difference is a, something plagiariz a plagiarizing another game compared to cloning something? Well, sir, you are not here to philosophize. You are sworn to the court to render a verdict of guilty or not guilty. So, sir, where do you stand? Are they dirty, filthy cloners? That should be punished, or are they A-OK? -okay? Well, based off of all the things and how they've made the game and how much it's based or seems to have so many similarities to PUBG outside of the crafting, I would uh, make the verdict that it's a clone. But at the same time, well, they're trying to reap the rewards of the current new trend. I'd like to make I'd like to make a, a comparison to another title, like mm -hmm. what Paladins did in comparison mm. to Overwatch or similar. That's a good point. Uh, and fun fact, guys, if you don't know, but Paladins when it was in development, it was a totally different game. Like I, Omar and I played it uh, during closed alpha, whatever they want to call it. it. It had its own game modes, like like very very unique game modes. And then once Overwatch kind of took off, you know, Paladins totally shifted their focus and development to more Overwatch style you know, game modes, and which is what Fortnite did. When when Fortnite originally came out, it was no it was nothing like a you know uh, battle royale game. It was this totally cool, you know unique you know team hero slash tower defense game against zombies, uh, and then mm -hmm. they totally pivoted towards this battle royale thing. So it, it is an interesting uh, and and you know good comparison with Paladins. And good point because Paladins actually is an enormously successful game now. I mean back when we played it. it it was really not that popular at all, but now it has over 18,000 players right now, 24-hour peak of 30,000. So offering a free-to-play alternative to a popular game, Overwatch in this case, became a huge hit for uh, for Paladins, and I, I think we're seeing the same thing with Fortnite. I think all the developers for Fortnite... I, I wonder, how, what do you think the developers are feeling right now, the guys that made the OG version of Fortnite? They spent all this time making this this like survival hero sandbox, survival shooter... And then all of a sudden they tacked on this battle royale mode and it's got over 70,000 people watching it on Steam now and everyone's playing it. This, it's low effort compared to what they've already done because it, it is a clone. Oh, trust me. I'm sure they're very happy. Yeah. Just, you know, making, they're minting that money. I would like to jump in and make one extra note, though. Mm -hmm. uh, the one difference, as uh, someone who plays Paladins a lot, the one difference between Fortnite and Paladins so far is that the old game mode of Paladins is gone now. You can't play it. But at mm -hmm. least for Fortnite, you can play the PvE mode. Where and the battle royale is a separate mode. That's true. Uh, as a paladin player, how do you feel about that? Do you, you know? Um, again, I'm kind of a the split on this matter. I, f I feel the reason why they shifted because of that was because the market trends were going more to towards a classical hero shooter, and the fact that players didn't exactly more receptive to the original gameplay style because it's more niche. Although, based off of some leaked documents, they seem to be making a game mode that will be harkening back to the original. There seems to be some hints of that. Alright, alright. Well, once again, Mr. Juror number one, I do need a final verdict from you. Yeah, you're based not guilty all, or not guilty? Based off of all the evidence, they are basically making a clone to cash in on the success of other tanks as quickly as possible. It's uh, a clone. All right, all right I'm, one I'm, vote for clone. I'm, yep, that's one vote for guilty. Thank you for right, your. Appreciate your thoughts. Yep. 
We're gonna drag someone else in now. Thanks for sharing your thoughts again. You're welcome. All right, next up, we got we got Barclay Calistra, a resident MOS.com writer, might I add. Welcome Hello. to the MOS.com podcast. Thank you. Is you are, you are sworn you are sworn to tell the truth. We must kill every executive at Epic Games, or do we let them live? Let them live and make it even better than PUBG. Because, oh. Yeah, I have a couple of really strong opinions about this right now, and that is PUBG, Fortnite. It's you can't take the base gameplay of let's 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 take Candy Crush Saga and let's take mm -hmm. every other game before it. It's clear bejeweled. it's clearly mm -hmm. a clone. Yeah, it's bejeweled. It's clearly a clone of bejeweled. But it's infinitely more popular than Bejeweled. And I have a feeling that Fortnite, if they play their cards correctly, could easily overtake uh, PUBG. I think you're right. But does that justify cloning their their game? Like, Is, is plagiarism allowed as long as you can do it and become more successful? Well, hold up. Coaster, uh, I want to I wanna, uh, insert something here. Uh, Puzzle on Dragon and stuff, I would argue add a lot on top of Bejeweled, right? Whereas... Yeah, that's... And that'll bring me to my next point, yes. So what do you, so do you think the additional content in Fortnite, Battle Royale, for example, the whole harvesting, you know, stuff and building traps, does that, does that uh, count as original enough to not be a clone? I definitely do, but... Okay. I, I do think it's original enough, but I don't think... <laughs> that the base gameplay is enough to, for it to not be a clone because you have H1Z1, you have PUBG, two very similar games. PUBG took off, but now you have Fortnite, which I have a like based on what I've seen, it runs smoother than PUBG. PUBG, you try to pick up something, you try to pick something up, and yes. ha ha, have fun. You're better off opening up the inventory and dragging <laughs> it to your inventory. Like yes. good luck picking anything up off the ground. Good luck opening a door. You just might as well shoot it. Whereas Fortnite, I feel, is much more smoother and well optimized but that and that could take it past PUBG, but i don't think it's going to be enough they need to change uh the biggest thing that comes to mind immediately is bandages they cannot be going to 75 percent. they can't because then mm -hmm. at that point it's too much like uh regular PUBG. yeah but mm. think about that too the way the bandages work in fortnite as well even the bandages are, are like the mechanics are cloned up to the PUBG levels. Like they, they didn't even design around that. They, they made it so you can't heal past like seventy five percent with bandages unless you get like a full heal med kit or something. Like even that mechanic was copied. Like they didn't have to do that. They could just yeah. have to, you know. And they can't. They can't do that. Otherwise, I have a feeling that it won't take PUBG. There needs there need to be very clear and very specific differences between the two games. I have a feeling that Fortnite will definitely find its niche. It's free. It's very cartoony, and it's already it's already taken off. And a lot of the uh, famous PUBG streamers, Doctor Disrespect, he has his own um, uh, Fortnite video, mm -hmm. and he'll probably be streaming both to double dip the two communities and double dip on all the uh, ad money and subscri uh, subscriptions. That's just he's just one, he's just the first person that came to mind because he's the only PUBG streamer that I know of that actually played yeah. Fortnite. I okay, so give a, give us give give us a verdict. I think that no. It's not a clone simply because it's it's not a clone, but it needs to try very, very hard to not 
pass off as a clone. Because right How do now, you excuse the fact that they literally copied the mechanics for bandaging to not work past seventy five percent. It seems like so low effort clone at this point. You don't, and you need to remove it. Okay, I've a I've an insertion to make here, a legal insertion that I gathered from a TV show, so you know it's legit. Was uh, it a court TV show? Were there cops? It's it's basically a legal documentary. No, You're good. There's a there's a TV show called Halt and Catch Fire. It's about the early days of the computer revolution. It's a good show. I recommend it. But in it, they uh, basically they want to clone an IBM PC. But the way they do it is interesting because legally they can't tear apart the IBM PC and like clone it, or they can't hire anyone who worked with the IBM PC code. So instead, what they do is they get like really good engineers, and then they like use the IBM computer without looking inside of it, and they gotta like replicate it just by reverse engineering it basically by like using it rather than like looking at the code. Yeah, and that happens mm-hmm. all the time in real life. Um, that happened a lot in Microsoft when they were trying to first replicate uh, Xerox's computers. They couldn't look at the source code for the user interface, but they could look at the user interface and try to build their own. Yes, and That's I think not plagiarizing. It's not. It's not if you just look at the UI, not the code. But here's the thing. Here's the, and I think this will really rub Bluehole the wrong way about PUBG, uh, about Fortnite. Unreal had the source code basically for PUBG, like. They were working with, you know, they were basically a vendor for the for the software, like the the backend software, and the fact that they copied everything to the T, like with the bandages, like Omar was saying, the circle, the bandages, identically, I think they feel like that crossed the line. Like obviously, if you just I've... make a game that's like similar to your game, like that that's nothing, you know. But but the fact that they took it to the T and they work with them for the development, that's what you know pissed them off. I definitely agree with you, and that's why I'm saying that if they want to survive, they need to be even more different uh, than PUBG. They can't have bandages go to 75. They can't have the circles looking that way, because if you look at the minimap, you have mm-hmm. the, the circles, and you have the PUBG circles, and they're literally the exact <laughs> same but, graphic. Yeah, it's exact, the exact, exact same. But, yeah, but, but, but they can't go back and change it now, because they already revealed their hand. You know, They either copied it or didn't. The fact that they, they reel it back makes, it, make it, makes them look more guilty, I think. Because they're admitting guilt. Copy paste the code and they're like, oh shit, they found that I copy paste and then you change like you change some of the flavoring. It's still it's still copy pasta. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but in that case, we have cease and desist notices where mm-hmm. they can just say, oh hey yeah, um, this is totally our own thing, but to avoid a legal battle, we're just going to change it. But we're still going to maintain that this was original. Okay, hold on. Here, here, here's a problem with that discussion. At the moment, I do want to clarify that this is a very difficult thing to prove legally. We've seen so many mobile games straight up copy League of Legends. Like they literally copy the like the characters and whatnot from League of Legends, and there's nothing they can do because it, if you just just look at some of these uh these these like we've seen way more blatant copycats than than this. So I don't think there's any legal avenue for for Epic Games or for, for rather for for Bluehole to take because. Games on the App Store today literally copied art style and the exact descriptions of various characters in League of Legends. And League of Legends is owned by Riot Games, a $400 billion company, and they can't stop this. So if, if League can't stop this, there's no legal avenue for Season Desist because it clearly doesn't work if it hasn't worked for this game. Um, this- to that, I say they either might not have sent out cease and desist notices mm-hmm. in the first place they could be too big to care i remember there was a lawsuit where they recently slapped like what it was like a million dollar lawsuit with riot games that they just mm-hmm. completely took down this one um script uh hacking site yeah. community they took them down completely 
with, I, I believe it was cease and desist. But I could be wrong. But that's what I remember it being. So if that's the case, then I think mm -hmm. Blue Hole could easily... Well, I don't think they could easily, but they could probably slap that down onto Fortnite saying, hey, th this is the exact same... This is All the right. exact same uh, stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, give us a final verdict. You say, yeah. once again, it is no, not he, a clone. No, no, he's a not guilty. All right. Not I, guilty. Yeah, guilty. Yeah, I said not guilty, but they do need to change their certain things. It's like, it's 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 ruling in favor of one person with a couple of stipulations that the person needs to... I'm, um, I'm putting that right in the not guilty thing. Thank you for your <laughs> yeah. participation, juror number two. Uh, All right, our final deciding... Juror member right there. Let's see what he has to say. Thank you for sharing your thoughts, Barclay. No problem. All right. Take care take for care. now. All right. Jury member number three, you are the final and deciding vote. Mithandon, is Fortnite a clone of PUBG? Hi. How are the audio levels? Just checking. You Sounds are okay. Okay. Um, You've been granted a I great have a power here to decide. Go ahead. It's I yours. have a verdict, but I also have a question. Okay. For shooters, I think there's not a lot of variation you can introduce. And one of the most important things that I've thought of is, does this game introduce the same gunplay mechanics in bullet drop and accuracy spread? I have not actually played it, so I don't know the answer to that question. I think that's very important. No, it doesn't at all. It, the, the bullet drop mechanics and the aim mechanics are entirely different, I would say. I would say in the case of a shooter... That is incredibly separating from PUBG in the first place. And my overall verdict already is not guilty. Interesting. Not guilty. Now, I, I would agree with you right away on that point if we were talking about a tactical shooter. Something like Black Squash, something like Combat Arms, something like CSGO. Where those mechanics are very important. I would argue though in, 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 a, in a PUBG or a Fortnite experience, I don't think that gunplay is as important as the experience. Like the, the scenarios, the, the bandages, with the way the circles are set up, it's all just feels so similar. Whereas the core gameplay is again, scavenging, surviving, and then shooting. Whereas this, in a this seems like a lot of bias game, coming from a judge. We have we must leave uh, the decision I am to the jury. The facts of the case, sir. Okay, the, the facts of the case must be clarified. So uh, that's only one reason I believe that. I, I think mm -hmm. the building and from what I saw in the trailer, destruction mechanic as well is incredibly important to the game and uh i think it was barclay was the name brought up a pretty good point that they need to differentiate themselves and i don't remember who said it but going back and changing something that's too similar is absolutely not a problem that's how you communicate that you're willing to change a game and make it better instead of just being a clone of something mm -hmm. so yeah. I mean, you're right about that, but my point was with, with changing it is by changing it, you're kind of admitting that it, for the purposes of this fake judge thing, trial thing, you're kind of you're kind of admitting it's a clone if you, if you have to go back and change it. Not that they shouldn't, like they should, right? They should do it if it distinguishes the mm -hmm. game, but it kind of reveals the fact that they initially cloned the game. Well, here here's the thing about the cloning the game, and and the it kind of addresses the they run the engine. And that they help them. It's friendly competition, but it's still a competition and in taking inspiration while remaining at least slightly different in a genre where you can't make a whole lot of differences 
is mm-hmm. it, I, I can't condemn that especially looking at the trailer it, it looks different enough that I don't have PUBG but I have watched a lot of it because it looks mm-hmm. fun and I can honestly say I would probably play both because PUBG seems like it would give me those intense long distance mm-hmm. uh, worrying moments with bullet drop whereas uh, Fortnite looks far more chaotic kind of in a tf2 kind of manner especially at the close range mm-hmm. uh and they are definitely different enough purely just from the trailer alone in my opinion that i would probably actually play both interesting so your vote is firmly in the not guilty category and it looks like it's a 2-1 on uh, to not guilty well, looks and, like uh, I, I looks like it looks like you win but before we we know let's let let's drop the a straw poll as well to see other people can share their opinions We'll see where everybody else stands. Uh, thank you for sharing your opinion, uh, Mithandon. Thanks for having me on. All right, All right look, take care for now. The official jury has spoken. MMOs.com, jury of our peers. Fortnite is not, has, has been found not guilty and will be allowed to remain in operation. I'm sure Epic look, Games is breathing a sigh of relief right now. <laughs> and I, I never imply that they shouldn't be allowed to exist. I think for I think Fortnite PUBG, Fortnite Battle Royale is great for for players, right? It's a it's a win win. We have we now we have a free alternative to PUBG, uh, made by Epic Games, a pretty res, pretty respectable big studio, and the game is you know it, it runs well. It's a fun game, and I played it. It was a fun game. So we as players win regardless. But I just think calling a game a clone, whether it's Fortnite, whether it's Runes of Magic, you know, this the in the MMORPG genre, there are so many copycat games as well. And identifying copycat, copycat games is is important, I think, because we can kind of give credit where credit is due, while we can still enjoy those games. Again, there are so many WoW clones. And, like, I don't mean just, oh, I've had 14s of WoW clone. I mean, literally, the art style is the same. Like, they, they're literally just trying to copy that experience in, in, a, in a different game. They, they copy the art style as much as they possibly can. And I think I think Fortnite, in my heart of heart, is I personally think it's still a clone, but that's okay. I think ultimately it's still a win for gamers just to have this option to have another another game to play. But it just like that that Mobile Legends that I showed off on uh, no the, the the mobile game that rips off League of Legends. They they copy the heroes like they literally copy the art. They copy the abilities word for word. They copy the abilities, and it's a clone. Like play the game, it's fun, you know, whatever. You know, I have no problem with that. But it's still a clone. But it looks like I have been outvoted. People are saying it's not a clone in uh, the straw poll as well. You know, I don't know where the actual uh, dispute between the two companies is going to go, but I do think in the long run, um, Fortnite Battle Royale will be a bonus, a plus, a positive for PUBG, yeah. uh, not just for players. Because here's why: I'm just looking at the trailer, like I'm looking at this video that's playing while we're talking. It basically, mm-hmm. you know what this looks like to me? It looks like PUBG with training wheels. Like it's cartoony. It's free to play. To a degree, yes. And there's no bullet yeah. drop. You know, you're, uh, there's, 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 there's with snipers. There's the bullet drop, but it's it's less like it's more casual for sure. The gunplay okay. mechanics. Okay. And like the whole like Minecraft esque element. Like I remember watching where you play. You landed on a roof. Mm-hmm. Then you like hacked at the roof with your little pickaxe. Yeah. And like you broke. It's cute, but I think um, a lot of you know kids because you know free to play. You know a lot of kids don't have money, so they're gonna play this. And then maybe if they like the concept, they're going to see like their you know, older brother playing PUBG and they're going to graduate, you know, to that. So in the <laughs> long term, I do think this is a positive for both gamers and for PUBG itself. They might not see that now. You know, they might see they might see competition, but I do think they're complementary and hopefully, you know, everyone wins. 
it's just a shame that Epic Games had to make this. If literally anybody else made this, it's a non-issue. A non-issue. But the fact that Epic Games, the freaking vendor for PUBG's uh, engine, made this, is that's the scummy part, and I, you, you can't get over that. It's so scummy and sketchy and dirty. It's got to get this reeks do you think, of do scummy. You think, I mean, that's an interesting point that never really came up, but Epic Games, the guys who make uh, Unreal Engine, you know, they, they're a standalone you know, game studio as well, you know. Mm-hmm. They haven't had any big hits for a while till Fortnite. You know, they made this they made the the recent Unreal the Unreal um tournament game basically is going nowhere, right? But uh mm-hmm. but you know, Unity for example, another engine maker, doesn't make their own games. They just make the engine. Yeah. So, I think it was inevitable that eventually Epic Games would have a conflict of interest with one of their clients like this because you you know, they make the engine and they make their own games. So there'd be a clash eventually with that. So here we are. Here we are. And there's a clash. But ultimately, again, we get a free game. So it's it's ultimately a win for players. So I can't really complain there. All right. Well, I think uh, we have had our say with this one. All right. Let's let's move on to... Uh, well, big, probably the biggest news this week is that Guild Wars 2 Path of Fire launched. It's a big one. Link me that trailer, baby. All right, thank you, this bad boy. Now, we haven't, we haven't had a chance to play it yet. Uh, and they did actually give us free copies of the game, so I am actually looking forward to doing it. Uh, maybe for this Friday, if we can, we are doing some odd travel plans. So if not this Friday, uh, for sure next Friday, because I do want to you know do a video for it as, and do a grind fest for it, so it could be a lot of fun. And, th- and with any new uh, game launch, or rather any new big update, they released a giant infographic with tons of useless information, though some useful. I think the top bit of an infographic is the most useful part, They've had 11 million players uh, since the game launched about five years ago, which is definitely not bad. It's a good chunk of change. I mean, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything if it's on active players because it's just a raw number. But to give you another comparison, I think FF14 had 10 million raw players since their game launched. So again, it doesn't really mean too much because neither are revealing active player numbers, just overall player numbers. Yeah, I haven't played but, Guild Wars 2 since... Uh, I played for a month following the Heart of Thrones expansion. Yep. And then after that, I stopped, and and I think I, I obviously I'll play I'll play again now, but mm-hmm. I am curious whether it will hold my interest for over a month or not. It's it's tough with MMORPGs unless you're. It's very hard to just kind of go into an MMORPG and really stick with it. You have to really commit hard to a game and with friends to really stick around for more than a month. And I think it's only when you do stick around for more than a month you really get enjoyment out of an MMORPG. Again, uh, for me, it's. Final Fantasy XIV has been the game that's given me, like, of MMORPG, giving me the most enjoyment over the... Because it's the only MMORPG I've actually been able to commit to. And I've played a lot of games, but I've only played for, like, weeks at a time. And I, I get, like, I play a shit on Revelation, you get bored pretty quickly. Unless you're willing to sink in the time, it's hard to get invested. And for me, it's been FF14. But hopefully we can get into uh, Guild Wars 2 and see, see how we feel about it then. Wait, I, I mean, and there's a big update for Final Fantasy XIV as well. I mean, that I'm looking forward to uh, quite a bit, actually. And we talked about it in the previous weeks, Final Fantasy 4. Uh, 14, 4.1. It's adding the... They actually just did their... They launched a teaser site for it. So a lot of fun new content coming out over there. Uh, I'm actually really looking forward to the seeing the Beyond Savage content, the the very difficult raid content. And that could be a lot of fun. So how... Take a look at that. Beyond mm-hmm. Savage. So what what you're doing now is like the the last few... Savage dungeons, right? Or raids? Yes, I should mention in FF14 that I, I'm still pretty casual for sure. I, I've had the time to really just sit down and grind it as much as I'd like to. Uh, I've only cleared 
uh, Omega One Savage, which is which is the easiest, by far the easiest of the Savage content. I got to do two, three, and four as well. Hopefully before the this before four point one rolls around, so I have a chance at doing the Beyond Savage content. But I I I think that the, the Savage content in Final Fantasy fourteen is a lot of fun. Involves a lot of wiping and learning, but it's it's a really fun experience. Uh, they did say that the Beyond Savage content will be very difficult. Again, we've talked about MMORPG difficulty quite a bit. And they're saying that this tier of content will really be aimed at the world's first crowd. Like those people are going to be the ones you know, doing this current content with the new patch. And that should be pretty exciting because, again, a lot of games have gone the, the more casual route. In fact, there's actually a pretty fun quote for Guild Wars 2, I think, just the other week. Let's see if we can find it. The, one of the lead designers basically said that we like rating the way it is because people are saying that the, the raid should have more easy difficulty options. And because people weren't able to clear it, right? And then the the, the lead one of the designers at Guild Wars 2 basically said, no, we, we want raids to be the hardest content in the game, and they're not for everyone. So it was really interesting to see, you know, a game tell their audience, like, no, if you're not good enough for this raid, too bad. We're not going to change it to make it easier. Okay, I, I have a, pretty intense. I, I have a I have a somewhat related mm -hmm. anecdote about Final Fantasy 14. So only okay. recently did I learn. I haven't played Final Fantasy XIV. So from my brother, I learned yep. that a raid in Final Fantasy XIV is actually just one boss fight. So you queue for a dungeon, right? Yep. And then you're in a you know a circular arena and you fight one boss, and then you're done with the raid. So I was yes, I was shocked when I realized this because I I assumed from my you know, 15 years of MMORPG experience that a, a dungeon or a raid in Final Fantasy 14 would be, you know, you enter like a, a dungeon, you clear some trash mobs, then you stop, you fight a mini boss, you know, you fight a few more bosses, you some more trash, maybe an optional boss to the left or the right, and then you fight the main boss and you're done. But no, it's just it's just literally one 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 boss fight. I'm it's not saying it's bad. Experience. Yes. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I, I don't consider that a raid. I consider that a boss fight. But did the trash mobs really add to the experience of clear? Like clearing the trash was just like a chore. Like it was. Well, it wasn't. That's like saying leveling just, is a chore. The, the whole game is a chore. If, 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 like you know, what I'm saying like at some well, point, leveling is done to kind of learn your class. It's almost like a learning curve, like how to play your class. I mean, that's the purpose of leveling. I think also to tell the game story. So I, I don't know if you can necessarily say it's a chore. It, it is in a lot of games, but it shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be. Well, okay. Imagine uh, is is um is God of War a raid? Like is each is each what's that what's that what's that game where you fight one one boss after another? It was um a PlayStation a bunch of games that do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. They're not raids. They're just they're just fights or like you know you can't call, you can't call them raids. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. Uh, which is pointing out that all of FF14's other raids had trash mobs. Though I've done I, I've I've seen the. My my guild has actually ran me through the old coils of Bahamut as well as the Shadow Colossus. Couple friends Shadow Colossus. That was ran me through the Alexander fights, and there are there were some areas with trash mobs, but it's not nearly the same kind of experience you're discussing with like WoW, for example, where WoW did have a lot of trash mobs to clear. From all the FF14 content I've seen, there's been minimal, minimal, minimal trash. So like, I think it's still fair to say almost all those. All of the queues in the game are basically for boss fights. I, I, I'm going to defend that. I think it's a good system. Really? I don't think you have to bog it down with it. Like, the, don't just throw trash mobs for the sake of occupying time. It, it, it added nothing to the game. Uh, Maybe if they're challenging or interesting, they could do it. That's fine. They could design around that. But I don't think WoW had 
particularly interesting trash mobs. Really? They're literally called trash mobs for a reason. Like you didn't. It was it was a low effort. It just took time. It was a hassle to clear. I don't. Clear oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm holding up. Okay, the two titan, the two giant, the fire giants. They got the the first two mobs you see in Molten Court in World of Warcraft. Yes. Okay. When I played in vanilla, I started when the game launched. It took a long time for my guild to clear those two first giants. Okay. I don't remember this step and, being particular. You might be right, but I don't remember that. I remember. Well, I remember you and me. Okay, in our first guild together, we could not get past those two giants. Like we sometimes we get them like halfway, and then we'd all just wipe. So don't tell me. Don't tell me. Like they're trash mobs after you are good enough to clear them, right, with your guild. But before sure. you can clear them, those those that fire giant was harder than everything before it. You know, every 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 Dude. dungeon before it. But that doesn't look. Even if that's the case, right? But you you can you can accomplish that same system the way Final Fantasy fourteen Final Fantasy fourteen had an ingenious system of basically uh, doing something vaguely similar. What would happen is once you queue for the, the Alexander uh, uh, Alexander dungeons is before you get to that boss, right? There was one room before it, and in that room was basically something called a DPS check. What that DPS check did was it was a very simple enemy that auto attacked. He had no special abilities, and you as a party had to kill that enemy. Within a set time frame, and that would essentially determine if you can, if your party had the DPS to handle the boss. So a lot of parties yeah. could maybe get together and just just not do enough damage to the DPS check and, and wipe right then and there. And, if they, and then it tells them, look, you, you can't do the DPS check. You can't handle the boss where the mechanics are involved. So even if you, you don't have the DPS, you just can't do it. So essentially, that can act as your trash mob. It can, that's what the trash mob in, FF, in World look, of Warcraft the West do. Look. Don't waste your time with with molten core if you can't handle the trash mobs at the beginning. Why not just streamline the experience? Nobody enjoyed doing trash mobs. No, okay. Look, at, at, uh, here's a here's my problem. Here's my problem. Okay, at at some point you can't use the argument that you're streamlining because if you keep streamlining, you know what you end up with? You end up with a mobile game. Like you end up with like Puzzle and Dragon. Yes, I agree. That's okay, true. you know, Bejeweled. You if you streamline MMORPGs enough, you end up with Bejeweled. Okay, so. Like you can't like, and look, I'm not against the game having both. Like, imagine like in in WoW, you could you could queue just for the final in Ragnaros fight, right? Or you get maybe yes. like worse loot or something. I don't know, but like, you can't. I just don't think you can call it a raid. It's it's not the same experience of like traversing this you know labyrinth, making no. it through the trials. You know, but this is all self done. Like, look, the raid for Final Fantasy XIV is Alexander one through twelve. Is all the is each individual queue. That's the raid. And these are each portions of the raid. You can look at it that way. Each boss fight is a but, part of the raid experience. But it's a, it, but they're all isolated floating islands, right? Essentially, yes. But don't but don't you think there's value in like a, a in a in like a, a layout of a dungeon? If it's done well, yes. But here's the problem. I don't think I've seen any game do it well. It's always been like in 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 World of Warcraft, bring back your example, Zulgarub or any of the other dungeons, right? Like clearing the trash mobs were just really the, painfully boring it wasn't challenging it just took forever and look let's not forget the word trash mob you call them trash mobs too why do they call them that they're so, literally trash look, and it, it's, it's just there to slow you down look once your guild has a certain dungeon on lockdown like a farm status yeah you're right but i like some of my best moments in wow and everquest and it, right was was i was making my way through the dungeon and like every month or every week getting further so even the even those are low end low level dungeons like I, 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 I got to know those zones. I got to know like the almost like the atmosphere of those zones. You know whether it's um, you know the, the, even Nomeragon. Like you could you could run Nomeragon a few times and not take the exact same path. Like there was 
There was like side paths. There was optional bosses. No, Marigon was not a raid. It was the, they had dungeons, dungeons in FF14 where you have that experience oh, okay. that you're describing. Okay. That's not the same. Even you raids. Can do like, regular dungeons and like, do little bosses. Like, we're talking raids. Even like on Carrage and stuff. Like there was, there was a certain atmosphere in that area. Like it just, you know, Zulgarab and stuff. Like just being in there, like that that town of the you know, the troll town, right? This abandoned. This is like corrupted yeah. troll town. Like and you can you can fight different bosses in different orders, and then every time you beat a boss, the main boss gets weaker, right? Uh, I think it's called Zulgarab. I agree. That was cool. That was cool. Okay, so it just it just built a world, an atmosphere, and I feel like even like one of those raids in WoW, I felt has more has more character or soul or atmosphere than like today's average MMORPG. Look. But killing the bosses is what weakened the, the boss in Zulgarub, mm -hmm. okay, in ZG in World of Warcraft, not the trash mobs. I remember distinctly clearing Zulgarub at least like five, six times, and it was painfully boring to pull every one of those freaking axe throws and shit in ZG and just clear them slowly. It was not fun. It was not challenging either. But I agree, there is an atmosphere building element that you do lose, but it really... And it was always Zulgarub because you had that really cool atmosphere of, you know, when you kill a boss and you're making progress, it weakens the main boss. That was kind of cool. I agree with you there. But it didn't... I do think FF14's system actually is, is this works really, really well. It's, it's, it's just more fun. It really just lets you get to the fun faster. You do, you do lose something there. You're right. But maybe you can have content like the... Maybe they can make the regular dungeons. There's already extreme roulettes. You can do the regular dungeons in extreme mode, and that they're harder. Maybe some kind of you know you can get that experience in the well, in the regular dungeons. I, mean, so. I have an, I have an, I have an easy solution that can kind of make both people happy. Um, how about this? Have to have the actual raid the way I want, right? With the whole trash mobs and the. the, the what do the trash mobs add? Hold up! You have the atmosphere without the trash hold mobs. Hold up! Let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, so you have the whole environment, right? And then once you clear it, like one, two, or five times, whatever the number is. After you clear it, after your character has cleared it, then you can queue for the final boss and just the final boss. So at least let play have players experience uh, that you know that that zone. Because here's the thing, I actually hate queues. First of all, but I think mm -hmm. we can't get away from that now. It's too late. Like the queues are going to be here mm -hmm. to stay. But at least let us have uh, some attachment to our environment. Like, like imagine like you, imagine you're playing D and D, right? The old tabletop game. Okay, like a role playing game. Okay, you can't just have a series of like fights. Like, the, 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 how do I say this? The, the 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 dinner is not just the food. The dinner is the restaurant. It's the candle on your table. It's the waiter in the in the white shirt. You know, it's the music playing the faintly in the background. It's the it's the clatter of the other people, uh, the other diners. You know, forks and knives. It that that's the dinner experience. But you have so what you want to do is you just want the you just want the steak in your mouth. No, like, no. That's not true because you have all the like the MMORPG experience. I agree with you. It's more than just the the dinner. It's the, it's the the restaurant, the chatter, the piano, everything. And you have the world in FF14. You have the the housing. You have the you, you have the world that exists outside the, the the raids. The rating is very one specific component of the game. So don't confuse that with just the entire game. There's a lot in FF14 you can yeah, do yeah. beyond just rating. I agree. Again, I, and my main contention. Uh, this we got way sidetracked here, by the way. But my contention. I don't want to call them raids. If you're if you're queuing for one boss fight, uh, that ain't no raid. <laughs> but 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 what? No, you have to view like Omega One, Omega Two, Omega Three, Omega Four, all as one raid. In fact, you can view it even the same way. Like, oh, this week I only got to Omega Two, you know? Because essentially, you do have to do every single. You have to but, do them in order. But they're four, four floating arenas, right? 
Yes, they are. They're four <laughs> floating. They're four arenas. They're the same float, but they're in four arenas. I mean, okay. I think you're. Um, look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not discredit. I'm not objecting to the number of fights. I'm objecting okay. to, to to the nature of the fight. Where it's a floating arena. Okay, that, that that's but my main issue. If I visualize it the way you are defending it, it would. I'm trying to. Okay, you go into this dungeon and you have to go through an hour worth of trash mobs, like, like twenty minutes of trash mobs in between every boss in one seamless experience. Is that better? Is that really better? We can visualize that today. I, I don't think that's better. I mean, okay. I think it is better. You enter, you zone into a dungeon. Like, imagine you're playing Dark Age of Camelot for the first time. EverQuest, mm -hmm. World of Warcraft, whatever. Ultima Online. You walk into the dungeon. Okay, you load. You're underground. You're stamped. The spiders at the beginning. They're kind of weak, but, you know, there's, there's a few of them. Then you make it to the next room. The next room has, you know, undead zombies right. or whatever. You, you, get, you get through right. that room. There's a boss that summons lots of ads. You never fought him before. You got to get through him. He, you know, he's guarding the entrance to the to the to the salt mine. Okay, you you got to get past him to go from the cave to the salt mine. So you you're building this this world, and I think it's important. Okay, it, which you made, brought up a good point with the old coils of Bahama with the first uh, raids in in um, fourteen. There was more atmosphere building than the current one. Uh, the current the current environment of these floating arenas, as you described them. Uh, it makes sense within the lore because you're being tested in Omega in this stage. You're being tested in this run. In the previous one with the Quills of Bahamut, you would actually literally be climbing across Bahamut. So in be before you got to the boss fight, there was like maybe like two minutes of running through bullshit, right? And maybe like a couple of trash mobs. Like it, it, it was a very streamlined experience, but you got the experience like moving throughout Bahamut's body. And sometimes it's maybe like up to five minutes, right? It was very short anyway. And it was really, you know, it was not... You would never wipe through the trash there, and there would be a little. There would there would not be that much trash either, but you would still be able to kind of explore and get that yeah, scenic experience. That's what I without want without it bogging you down. Sure, uh, and you know what's a great uh, again? I haven't, guys, I haven't played Final Fantasy fourteen, so I can't cite examples. But Omar and and those of you out there who played World of Warcraft, even the Onyxia fight, right? Onyxia was literally like I think maybe like two or three trash mob pulls. Yes, and then you were in this big arena with with Onyxia. But here's here's the beauty of it. The Onyxia layer was its own environment, right? It had like it was big. It was a wide cavern, right? But yeah. I feel like whenever I watch Omar play Final Fantasy, every single boss fight is the exact same circular um, stone, floating stone, like in a, in in a, in a giant ether, right? No, they're slightly no, no, they're slightly different. Right? You, you, some, there's some weird mechanics sometimes where you're like in vehicles and stuff. It, it really it does change it up. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the actual arena itself. It's just, it's a it's a floating circle, right? In ether, in not always. Space. You got you got rectangles sometimes. Oh, okay, but but that's what I'm trying to say. At least in Anixia was not a long fight to get to, right? It was just, you clear two no. trash, you get to Anixia. But the, the fact that it was in a certain layer, like it was Anixia's layer, you could tell that was Anixia's layer. Whereas uh, whether you're fighting, you know, Shiva or Ifrit, it's the exact same circle, pretty much. Whoa, whoa! The Ifrit circle is icy. <laughs> I mean, rather the Shiva circle is icy, the Ifrit one is fiery. Come on, completely different. All right. <sighs> okay. Red tiles. You know, ice tiles. You can slide around. You can slide on the ice, all right? It's kind of cool. When the, when the ground is frozen, if you move on it, yep. you go whoosh, start sliding. I'm not insulting the mechanics of the fight. The, the, the mechanics are cool. Okay, I'm not. that's yeah. not my contention here. Look, I agree with you. You do. I, I mentioned I agree with you when you brought up Zulgarub with the with the atmosphere. I agree. It does add value. But, I, but the trash mobs don't. And I don't think having the trash mobs add value. The atmosphere, yes. You can build the atmosphere. And it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, but you also bring up a bigger issue, too. I do think you do lose some sense of world when there's a queue to begin with. Yeah. I do remember in WoW, just it was amazing. We would get a party together for Nixia in, in Ironforge, right? You need like 40 people, right? 
And by the time we flew from, we went, we, we ran from Iron Forge to Anixia's Lair. Where was, where was it anyway? I forgot. Yeah. You took, you took it, you took a taxi into like two locations. By the time you got to the lair, like eight people already died and they quit. They raised quit. Like, <laughs> before you even got there, you lost like eight people. And you knew that going into it. So like you had to be able to, okay, to win that fight with like 30 people. It was fine. You could do it with like 20, but like you would lose people on the way because just go from Iron Forge to Anixia's lair because there was no queue system in Vanilla WoW. You, it would take like 20 minutes. It, it was, it was, a, it was a journey. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. you do you do lose that for sure. I agree with you, but trash mobs need to stay in the trash, just like trash loot. All right. Oof. All right. All right. All right. I don't know what we're talking about. Savage. All right. Savage. Omega Savage. 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 And I, I, I want to find the, I, I want to read back the quote for uh, for Guild Wars Two, which brought us into this discussion. Okay, because uh, this is I think a week a couple weeks ago, with uh, Guild Wars Two address his request for multiple raid difficulties, where the raid team design lead Crystal Reed explained on the Guild Wars forums that they won't be adding a, difficult, a different difficulty tier at this time. Raids need to continue to remain the most challenging content in the game. And they are designed to be accessible by everyone from a skill perspective. Could they be more accessible for, from a finding nine other players to play with side? Sure. That isn't always, this isn't always an easy problem to solve, but any solution would detract away from the team making more raid content. We'd love to get more content to you guys faster, really. And I love that mentality. The mm -hmm. moment you start caving into making the casual demands, it hurts. It hurts the, the experience, I think. So they're sticking by their guns in Guild Wars 2 and keeping some of the rating content, you know, they're not worried about making it accessible to everyone. And I think basically every RPG kind of does make the rating more accessible by everyone. But I'm, I'm glad FF14 is also going away from that with the with the Beyond Savage content. And I, I may never be able to clear it. I don't know. But I'm, I really wish I can't clear it. Like, and I want to keep struggling and that will keep me coming back to the game over and over again. Just wiping and failing and just not being able to do it is some of the most fun I have in MMORPGs. Even just when I started doing, again, Omega 1 Savage, unbelievably easy fight. It's pretty much I can do it every time now. But for the first like five or six times, like for the first five times, like I just have wiped. It's frustrating. It's interesting. But learning the mechanics are fun and just doing it is fun. And wiping and learning is, is, is some of the most fun I have in, in any game, really, whether it's an MMORPG or just a single player action RPG or something. And I'm looking forward to wiping more in Final Fantasy XIV. Personally, uh, I have an interesting uh, comparison to make. So, mm -hmm. well, whatever game you're playing, guys, you know, there's um, there's sometimes there's a desire to cheat, even a single player game. Like, imagine playing a single mm -hmm. player RPG. Sometimes, you know, let's say your friend sh shows you a way to get, like, you know, all level 100 Pokemon for free, right? What a heck. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like, rare candies. Yeah, whatever, whatever gimmick or um, bug, glitch, even in a single player game. To get all the best items at level one or whatever, right? You know, you're tempted to do it. I I've been tempted to, to do it too. But here's the thing: the only one you're hurting at the end is yourself. Because if you do that, you're not gonna get the fun. The fun of these games is kind of progressing. Even though, you know, end of the day, it's a game; it doesn't matter. But yeah, you have fun progressing and getting stronger slowly and, and exploring the game. If you're just given everything at the beginning, you know, you you go, you ruin the game for yourself. Uh, so. I feel the same way when it comes to you know, these kind of raids. If if everyone can run the raids as soon as they are are you know max level whatever that is these days, the raids don't have a purpose. You know, they, there's no there's nothing cool to look forward to. There's nothing to progress towards or, or achieve. Mm -hmm. So yeah, at the end of the day, you're just hurting yourself. Yeah, I I agree. Definitely. I still think the developers should not make it easy to even if you're only hurting yourself. Don't make it easy to uh, you know skip the content. Mm -hmm. because even if you know 
you're hurting yourself in the long run. I mean, it's very tempting. It's something very, again, I, I will take the path of least, no, I will take the most efficient route to accomplish something. It just, the most efficient route should not be stupid, like stupid easy or stupid, like stupidly designed, even if, you know, I can have more fun doing it the, the proper way. Amen. Amen. I do want to get to one quick news uh, in case we don't we miss it. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a site, Omar, you know, Omar and I have been doing this MMO thing for a long time now, and there was uh, one of the one of the OG free-to-play game publishers was a site called OG Planet. They're the OG. They're one of the OG. They got OG right companies. in the name, baby. And you know, just recently they decided to give away their last game. Their last game, what Uncharted Wars Online, and uh, that is being transferred to Papaya Play. And I can't even go to their website right now. I'm just I'm just met with this with this one prompt. So it looks Ahoy, like captains. Indeed. So I think OG Planet is dead. I think that's it. Yeah, they're they're done though. That was their only game. Beyond mm -hmm. this, they have one browser game, which is not unique to them, and they've slowly been shutting down all their games for quite a few years now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys know what the site is. If you guys have been with us for the long haul, maybe you've heard of it. They used to publish, I think, like something Lost Saga, uh, Rumble Fighter, uh, mm -hmm. SG Gundam, Lattel. Caps yeah, Lattel Capsule Fighter Online. Mm -hmm. um you know it just it's just been part of part of me for years and uh now they are basically dead i can't i can't even get to the site guys that's how sad i am right now Rip. area games was also one of the og ones i would say yeah. area games og planet and g potato mm -hmm. g potato what a great name guys eg g potato eg never forget EG. never forget eg all right those are some of the four big old school free-to-play game portals and of those four it looks like Area games is still going strong out of out of all those really. Mm. The rest are rest are pretty much done though. Yeah, I mean nothing more to say there, guys. Just uh, just next uh, time as well. Next time's a big one too for yeah. sure. They've been around for a long time, but yeah, it's it's sad to see them go. I mean, they you can still play Uncharted Waters Online. They moved Lotel as well. Though unfortunately with Lotel, everyone lost their data. But with uh, I'm not sure if people are going to lose their data or not for for Uncharted Waters Online. They actually, all they said was, make sure you remember your password. And that's <laughs> it. They didn't clarify. Yeah, there it is. Papaya, papayaplay.com, boys. That, that's that's what you got to do now, apparently. I don't know. I never heard of this Papaya I tried Waters again. That's that's a bit of a unique one in and of itself. I mean, it's such a weird game. I tried playing it. I couldn't get into it. It's got this very daunting, shitty interface. Japanese developed game, obviously shitty interface. But, like, I, I don't know. I, I, it's so not user-friendly. But there's something to it because it's been around all. It's been around since 2005, and it's one of the only seafaring MMORPGs out there. I mean, it, it's different. You know, it's it's a unique MMORPG, but it's not it's difficult to get into. Definitely, I, I tried it. If you guys, actually, I wouldn't really recommend it to anyone at this point. But if you want a more medieval Eve Online with like ships instead of spaceships, uh, Uncharted Online is a is a good uh, is a good. Uh, candidate. Uh, it's mm -hmm. old. It's too, It was actually released in 2005 originally in Japan. So it's still around. It's still being updated. They actually got a huge update recently. So there it is. Man, it's a biggie. But I guess for now, rest in pepperoni. OG Planet. You, they're done so. They're dead. All right. Only other really big news this week is um, actually... We think there are more fun news, but we may mention this real quick. Moon Legend is going open beta on November 7th. That is the official open beta date, so it's coming up soon. I mean, we, we've a lot of us already played the game already in the first round of uh, beta, first two rounds of closed beta testing. 
I think this game is going to make money. I think it'll be successful because it's going to have give us that maybe Lost Ark slash Ninja Eternal light experience before those games come out. It's going to beat those to market, and it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, this one was we we played the closed beta. God, it's been like what six months at least, right? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, so I was a little sad to see it got delayed three months. We we reported on this a few times already, but you know what? It's still beating Lost Ark to market. It's still beating Lineage Eternal to market. So I think it's still it's still good to go. I think this game is still going to find a big audience globally, especially in countries like Turkey, Brazil, uh, East Europe. <laughs> Yeah. You know, all, basically all the shitty countries where people don't know what good games are, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna latch onto Mu Mu Legend. You know, instead of playing a good game like Path of Exile, they're gonna end up playing this. So, Godspeed. Actually, you bring a good point because uh, we, you know, we're in Turkey right now. We we see this. I've been seeing this ad like that. They they show a poster with like the five most popular games in Turkey, and like three of these five games are popular and good. The other two are not. Okay, if you look at this picture, I just link. No, yeah. you got Dota 2, good game. League of Legends, good game. Kind of strike go, you know, but good game. There's two other Dukers on this list. They got Wolf Team and Metten 2. Okay, Wolf Team is pure and utter garbage. Pay to win, terrible game. Metten 2 is old as fuck. Okay, I, I don't know why these two games are so popular in Turkey, but they are. It it, it really is interesting how what what takes over in like these third world countries like Turkey. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what exactly it is. Is it... Is it the fact that these guys advertise? Is it is it like just the, the, maybe the water is dirty in Turkey and people just have low IQs? I don't I, I don't know like too much lead in the water. There's, there's, there's some lead in the water bringing people to Metin too. Like, <laughs> no, but they like League of Legends and Dota as well and CS:GO. Those are real games. But why Wolf Team? Like you have CS:GO on that same list. Anyone that plays Wolf Team is Wolf Team is just a pay-to-win garbage game. Like you just pay straight up for for massive power. It's not even remotely fair. Why not just play CSGO instead? Just stop playing Wolf Team. Turkey, please, just stop. No more Wolf Team. Oh, and uh, Mr. Mr. Red in chat here has uh, has found a way around the OG Planet uh, pop-up. You can inspect Element to get to the homepage. Uh, Classic. So, appreciate... Oh, Yeah, you can't really do much here. Uh, they just have the Uncharted Warders online page here. Uh, sadly... They have mm-hmm. no games left, so they are going to GG soon. Appreciate the, right. the trick there, though. Uh, we, I, I want to mention one other fun story before we before we wrap it up here. And perhaps it's because Hi-Rez has too much money on their hands right now. Maybe they raised too much hot venture money. that They launched their own reality show. You heard about this, Aaron? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Who, who launched a reality show? Hi-Rez Studios launched a brand new reality TV show called The Caster. I, I They're the guys not, behind Paladins and Smite. I and have not heard about this. Let me let, link you know, me up. I, I linked you up. Most people, you know, can kind of relate to like, you know, they, 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 it's just weird to see a reality show called The Caster. It's about, it's a, it's an eight episode weekly reality show where 10 aspiring game commentators battle out for a chance at casting at the High Res Expo in January and a shot at winning $10,000. It's such a weird thing. It's like, you know, America's what? Got Talent. It's got like you know American Idol, but like it's very very specific for casting. This is really weird. This so, is on. I I want to watch it. I'm curious now. So they have to cast. They have to cast high res games like Smite, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, and whoever does better, it can make it to the you know. There's some there's some there's some drama inserted in there. It's gonna be crazy. I don't know. It's just so weird to see. 
you know what look guys i know like for uh for the podcast here we mute, we mute the videos on youtube but this one mm-hmm. i will be favoriting and watching on my own time i know i know you guys are saying it's cringy but sometimes you got to see the cringe to like appreciate it so i want to see the cringe i i really do want to see the cringe because it's it's so weird that like a game studio would do this yeah let me let me let, like, me, turn, let me turn up a little for a second let me introduce you to your first it's up to like three episodes right now i think and they're, they're doing more and more you know what i i do love this uh this presenter he looks like he looks like a character from like uh the pixar hawaii movie uh i forgot what it's called i, 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 I know i know we're talking about maybe it's disney disney or hawaii i'm not sure but this guy looks like <laughs> even this guy this next guy here looks like a like a tv character this guy they look like pixar people i don't know they don't they don't look like humans to me but there it is you know but the thing is like it's weird because I've, I, I, casting is kind of cool, right? Like we, a lot of us that do watch esports, just tournaments for games, like we, you know, we see the casters do their work. It, it's interesting, right? Maybe they wanted to do something like this for like for a pro player. Maybe you want to go pro, right? But maybe it, that requires a lot more like individual skill. Like very few people are capable of going pro, but more people are probably capable of being casters. So they just had to go the casting route. But I feel like it, it's it's I don't know. Reality show on this seems kind of odd. Maybe like. If you guys remember, TSM used to do their... I don't know if they still do it. They do. They, they used to do the videos for, like... It was called TSM Cribs. They showed off, like, their house, right? And, like, every episode, they'd, like, go behind the scenes and they'd see what people are doing. They'd, all this. I don't know if it's fake drama, but there's, like, drama going on in each episode where, like, some players don't get along and they deal with their girlfriends and shit. But, like, I don't know. People, people eat that stuff up, so maybe, maybe there's a market for this. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Uh, this guy that I just paused on he looks amazing okay i'm not sure why he's wearing the hat he's wearing and the glasses he's wearing but he looks like he looks like ash ketchum but like even nerdier i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i'm not one to insult people's looks you know i got a big schnoz myself here guys but this guy just looks impressive i like shadow boy he's got the best name right (laughs) okay of those first 10 people, like, at the beginning of the episode, like, there's only two guys not wearing suits. I'm rooting for them, all right? Everyone else is too try-hard. I'm rooting for the black. I'm, I'm rooting for Shadow Boy, did, all right? He's my guy. Did they just find, like, the weirdest-looking people? Like, like the contrast between the people they found is amazing. Like, this guy next guy I found, this guy looks like, like, this guy looks like some, like, Italian Guido I went to, like, high school with. Like, they just found the weirdest group of people that I, I have no idea what's going on with this, this group of people. <laughs> I, I, I'm just look at this guy looks like a like a like a like a doll or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Better question: Would you participate in uh in like some kind of reality show like that, some kind of game show in terms of? I, I feel like that could be really fun actually. Like I I don't think I'd be a great caster, but like I would love to try. I think it'd be a really fun thing to do. I feel like I can talk really fast. I can think really fast when it comes to like games I'm interested in. So I feel like I I, I might be decent at it, but I don't know how well I'd be able to you know. It obviously is a skill you develop as you do it too, but I think it could be a lot of fun. I think you'd be good at it because you can talk fast. So like if if there's like a if there's like a fight scene going on like in a game like yeah. whatever like Smite, you can you can like you can narrate what's going on really quickly. But I I honestly I think this is this is cringe for a few reasons. This whole uh, the caster thing. I honestly think they just found a group of people that look very different from each other. Like e- each of these people look like totally different like archetypes of humans. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it just seems it's too neat to be like random. Like you have are, one- are you saying this is like not like authentic? Yeah, it's not authentic. It was like two. Like, they they just find people so different from each other to make it's just, it's just all fake, fake and gay. 
maybe for the for the appeal of like of the reality show aspect, they just found people that are totally different to see how they would react to each other. You have this fun, you have a fat black guy, like this weird Guido looking guy, this huge nerd looking guy, this fat guy, like it just seems this buff guy in front of me. Like I don't know, it just it just seems like too too uh, it's too suspect for me to like think it's real. You ain't buying what they're selling. No, no, definitely. It, it does seem very suspect. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird. Although I don't think any caster can come close to Toby Wan from Dota. Toby Wan Dota casting is by far the best caster I've ever seen in any game. Consistently top tier, and it's I don't know. I, I don't even play Dota anymore, but I still watch all the big tournaments for Dota too, and he is unbelievable. Like, there's no caster like him in any other game. He just gets me hyped for the, for Dota too, every single time. It just I don't know, casting is an art. Clearly. So, not everyone has it. I've heard a lot of casters over the years. You know what it is? It's a, it's accent. If you have an English or Australian or Irish accent, you just sound better at sports, like casting. Esports or regular sports. If you mm -hmm. notice, all the, um, like, soccer or football in Europe here, mm -hmm. uh, the casters are, have Scottish, the best ones have Scottish accents. Scottish accent is the best because you sound fancy, but at the same time rural, rural enough to, like, Appeal mm -hmm. to everyone. All right, fun stuff. I, I actually, I, we're gonna watch the caster together. All right, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what we think about it. All right, we'll, yeah, we'll pick mean, our guide, root for them. Yeah, this is a thirty-minute uh, video, Look, and I, I actually want to see. Is it a better or worse idea than the Candy Crush TV show? Mm, better. I think it's better. It it's can't better. be worse. The Candy Crush TV show is more cringe. Has to be more cringe. Yeah, because I feel like casting is a skill. That transcends like one game, like Smite. Like if you're mm -hmm. a good caster, you can be a caster for like sports, like basketball, baseball, football, esports, whatever. So yeah. <laughs> Fun stuff. Yes, there's a Candy Crush TV show, Mithan. We we might we might show it again after show, but it's always a blast to show off. It's it's absurd. Literally, people on on ropes swinging around playing Candy Crush on a giant TV screen with George Lopez trying to salvage the show and make it remotely entertaining. But it's it's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I have another quick piece of news real quick. Uh, Battle Right is actually going to go free-to-play. I'm actually surprised to hear this. It's going to go free-to-play November 8th when it officially launches. Mm -hmm. So if, if you guys have been waiting out there for, to play Battle Right, uh, wait till November. It's only what two months away now, mm -hmm. uh, and you can play for free. There you go. I, I actually awesome. never. Th I actually thought it was never going to happen. No, no. I mean, once they sold lots of copies, uh, it makes sense. Go free to play now. I mean, I, th I think the game will do well free to play too. It's a really fun game. Every time I've came back to Battle Right, every single time, a couple of my friends asked to play, and I play with them. It's unbelievably fun. Like I've never been disappointed coming back to Battle Right because I would play it when I first went. No, when it was first announced, I played it for a while. I had a lot of fun. Took a big break for a couple of months. I came back, played for like another week. Every time I come back, it's a blast. Quality game. Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys in chat are saying they, they did say they were going to go free-to-play. Yep. But it's one thing to say you're going to go free-to-play and another thing to actually go free-to-play. So I, maybe I'm just too jaded from my experience with, you know, these early access games. But this one this one mm -hmm. is going to play out. So, All right. Oh, what's up, Blubby? All right, perhaps we can take to the post game now, yep. and we will continue the discussion there. All right, thanks, guys, for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, this is it for you. But do catch us live on Twitch, and you will have at least another 30 minutes of fun with us. So take right. it easy.
Take care with YouTube. Thanks for watching. Every Tuesday at 4 p.m. PST, the MOS.com podcast.